It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Amen. Praise the Lord on tonight. Just come on a little early just to give God some glory and praise and honor that he deserves. Because simply he is worthy to be praised. We're so thankful, so grateful on today for all that God has done for us, all that he's doing for us. You know, there is no greater God than the God that we serve. And, um, You know, we just ought to always just give him some glory and some honor simply because he's God. Amen, amen. Well, tonight, um, you know, we have a few more moments before we start. And, you know, I'm just excited. Just so very excited on tonight. Um, tonight we will have uh, Pastor Namara coming out of Cottondale, Florida, that will bring us a word from the Lord. Um, we're going to, tonight we're going to talk um, basically about um, a segment and how it's affecting the church and how it's affecting the ministry. And I just so thankful for tonight for God. So thankful for who He is. So thankful for what we're doing. And so, um, with that being said, we're just going to wait a few more moments. To give some people a few moments to um and um you know it's just so awesome so so very awesome for the God that we serve I tell you every time I think about what God is doing and and, and how He's doing it it just brings joy to me and um I just I don't understand you know God is just so good. And so on tonight, <clears throat> like I said, we are just um, waiting a few more moments for uh, my guest to show up. And so, um, you know, it's so worthy, so worthy. It's so worthy. You know, um, Sometimes I sit back and I just think and I just begin to just think about the goodness of God, just what he's done and what he's doing and all that he's done. My God, you know, we all have a testimony. Everybody has been through something. But you know what makes our testimony so wonderful is when we begin to give God the glory. Hallelujah. When we understand. Saying, my God, that it was nothing that we did of our own, but it was all because God, hallelujah, with his good self, my God. It was the grace, it was the mercy that was upon our life that was given to us by God that allowed us to get through our trials, allowed us to get through our tribulations. My God, I get excited when I think about how God 
brought me up out the mouth of clay. My God, how he put my feet on a solid rock to stand. My God, if I got to praise him, hallelujah, God, I'll praise him all by myself, my God. Because the Bible said he inhabits the praises of his people. And on tonight, God, hallelujah, Lord. I just glorify your name, God. I exalt your name on high, my God. Oh, Lord, I thank you tonight for being faithful. Oh, God, we just love you, Lord, because you're worthy, God. You're so worthy. See, we got to learn to get in a place where we can begin to praise God all by ourselves. We don't need the church music. We don't need a cheerleading section, my God. But we can begin to think about what God has done for you. Just on this day, my God, not how he's kept you from the rocking of the cradle and to this appointed time, but how he's kept you during this day, my God. Somebody ought to tell the Lord, thank you, because he's worthy. Hallelujah, God. Oh, I thank him on tonight, God. I thank him because, see, somebody went to sleep last night. Oh, God, if you would have called their name right now, see, they couldn't answer because that hushed them up. Oh, but God, hallelujah, with his good self. Oh, we gave you another chance to praise him on the day, my God. Somebody's in a hospital. Somebody's behind a jail cell. But God saw so it still not to have you there. So we ought to just tell God we thank you tonight, God. And we glorify your name, God. Oh, God, because you're worthy. Hallelujah, God. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah. And I Hallelujah. thank him on tonight, God. Oh, I thank you. I thank him because he's worthy. I thank him. Oh, God, I thank you simply because you're worthy, God. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. So we done got so formal that we can't even give God a little bit of worship. Oh, God, we're on such a time schedule, my God. Oh, Lord, but on tonight we just say, God, I thank you. Oh, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, God. Oh, God, you're worthy to be praised, my God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. And I know tonight, I thank those that have joined us. Um, is Pastor Naomi Rock here? Yes, I'm here. Amen. Bless, bless, bless the Lord. Um, this is also a woman of God that's going to bring forth our word, our topic on tonight. This is my mother. Um, and I am so grateful, so thankful tonight that um, she's able to join us. Um, so we, um, we're going to start off with prayer, and after we have our prayer, um, a few quick announcements, and then we're going to allow the word of God to be used by God, and we're going to just be blessed on tonight. Amen, amen. amen. We're just going to start off with prayer. Hallelujah, God. I'm most kind and grateful, Father. Oh, God, we come tonight, God, just to say thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we come tonight, Father God, Lord, just to say, Lord, we love you. Oh, God, we come tonight to exalt your holy name on us. Oh, God, we thank you for all those that are on the line, God. We thank you for those that want to come on, God. But, God, we just ask that you show up and show out tonight, God. You said where two or three are in your name, that you are in the midst of them, where we stand in agreement in your name, God. But, Lord, we thank you tonight for the line, God. We thank you for the woman of God. Oh, God, we ask you to open up our ears, God, and our souls that we may receive from you on tonight, God. Oh, we thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We bless your holy name, God. And we thank you, God, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Oh, God, for those that are on the line, 
I want you to know that um, on Monday night, we're going to hook up with young men and women in God's ministry. They come on on Monday for Bible study. They're coming from Ephesians 5. Uh, overseer is Pastor David Carpenter. I myself, Pastor Albright, uh, helps them. So um, the number is one seven. The same number that you got in tonight, but the code is eight four five eight four. You know what? If I didn't have to tell you, I could tell you. Oh my God, I just had a blank. But I'll tell you before we get off. I'll get the number. Please forgive me. But their ministry is Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So please join us at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights. House of Refuge have their ministry. Um, so please join us on Tuesday night. And um, I think that is all. And once again, we're going to go ahead and let the woman of God come forth to us in her own way. Um, I will introduce her a little bit. Uh, this is my mother, um, Pastor Naomi Russ, out of Cottondale, Florida. Awesome woman of God. Um, just very humble, just very meek, and I'm just so grateful. And so thankful that she is in my life and that I am her daughter. And it's just awesome that when you can have your mother come on and when you have a family, your mom, you know, mom and daughter that, that are in, in the Lord, and you can, you know, talk to one another. And it's just awesome to have her tonight. So uh, without further ado, I will introduce you to Pastor Naomi Ross out of Cottonville, Florida. You now have the floor. Woman of God. Praise the Lord, and good afternoon to everybody on the line. It's good to uh, to be here to <clears throat> let you know what God is doing and to be a blessing to anyone who is listening. Um, tonight, pardon me, uh, tonight I'm going to talk about same-sex marriages. This is a big topic in society today, and uh, I think people have got it confused because they say there's no nothing in the Bible that says that teaches against same-sex marriages. If you have your Bibles, I want to begin in the book of Genesis. And we're going to go to Genesis 2 and 7. And it says here, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Mm -hmm. There was a reason why God made man. He gave man dominion over the earth. And then if you go on down, it says, Then the Lord said, It is not good that man Mm -hmm. should be alone. Mm -hmm. He said, I will make him a helpmate to fit for him. Then you go down to 21, it says, So God calls a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs out, closed it up, and created woman. Amen. And he brought the woman <clears throat> to the man. Now, I didn't see anywhere in the Bible where God said he created another man for Adam. Amen. He created Amen. a woman. Amen. And that was the reason why he created a woman, because he told him to go forth and multiply and replenish the earth. Man and man cannot replenish the earth. Woman and woman cannot replenish the earth. It's impossible. Because I do not believe that God is going to change his word to satisfy 
the evil desires of man's heart. Oh, no. And if you go on down to Genesis 7, I'm doing a little bit of background here before I get into this same-sex marriages. It's because people are confused because when God caused a great flood with Noah, he sent Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their three wives into the ark. Then he told Noah to go take two of every clean animal and every unclean animal, male and female, and bring them into the ark. God didn't tell Noah to go to and get two male hogs and bring them into the ark, or two male dogs and bring them into the ark, because God Ain't knew. It. No, He didn't. Amen. That that would not work, because He That's would right. lose something. And if you go into Leviticus, it tells about. Let's go there. Leviticus eighteen twenty two. Amen. And it says. You should not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Right there, God mm-hmm. is telling us that he didn't tell us to go together as male and male or female and female. He said that is an abomination. He also said that mm-hmm. they would not inherit the kingdom of God. See, we mm-hmm. have gotten so far away from what God is saying, and we've put our own minds and our own right. words in place of what God is saying. He mm-hmm. also tells us in Romans, one twenty-six and twenty-seven. A man is not supposed to exchange the natural desire for a woman to that of a man. And I'm paraphrasing that. You can go back and read it in Romans one twenty-six and twenty-seven. For he said that they would not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, we were in church not too long ago, and I was telling the people that. What we do in society, we try to justify it by leaving the word of God out. Yes. Try to make it our own. God didn't do that. Yes, he gave us dominion, but he didn't tell us to walk out of his word and tell us to go to the other side. Now, that's the choice man has made and what they're doing. Amen. In Romans 132, it says those who practice homosexuality, God rebukes. It says God calls a relationship between a man and a woman a union, and that's natural. But he calls a homosexual homosexual relationship unnatural. And see, people don't, okay, sometimes people say, oh, I was born this way, or God made me this way. Well, all right, now let's back it up a little bit here. God didn't make you that way. God knew exactly what he was doing when he made you a man. And he knew exactly what he was doing when he made you a woman. When you mm-hmm. came out, you was a man. When you came out, you was a woman. Somewhere along the line, you decided that you were in the wrong body. That was not God. That was Satan. That was your own desire. That was what you wanted to do. It's not what God told you to do. It's not what God made you. God never makes a mistake. If there is a mistake, it's on man's shoulders. Man is the reason why the mistakes are made. And see, another thing people fail to realize, knowing the scriptures well helps you to make a just decision. It helps you to make a decision on which way you want to go in life. It gives you the victory <laughs> in Jesus. A relationship is all about God. We should have a relationship with God. 
Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't have a relationship with each other, but the most important relationship we have, have should be with God. And it's not about me or my spouse. It's about God. When you make the right decision with the relationship with God, believe me, you're going to make the right decision with the relationship with yourself because you'll know what God's word is saying and you'll understand what God's word is saying. Amen. Satan tempts us daily in what we do. When he knows he can get a stronghold in there, when he knows he can put his little two cents with in there, he will do it. And if you're not strong enough, I'm afraid up enough as some people say, or you know the scriptures, yes, you he will have to come to what Satan is saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, we need to be really knowledgeable about what the Word of God said. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You also have to be careful about what Bible you read. Every Bible out there, even though there are some good ones and their interpretations are good, but they leave out some things that are very important when you read the Word of God. Amen. Uh, The Bible also says if you're not married, if you're unmarried, I see this is where people say, oh, I'm I'm not doing anything wrong if I have sex with my my partner and I'm not married. Wait a minute here. The Bible says that's fornication. Amen. And a lot of us don't realize that. We just go on daily, every day, like nothing ever happened. We have no guilt feelings. We have no moral inter-body, inter-feelings about what's right and wrong. Society has gotten us to the point where we just believe anything and everything. Television, radio, movies, because they talk about this freedom of speech has actually killed our children. Amen. I'm from the old school. Amen. I remember when they used to block things out on television. They don't block nothing out now. I'm going to get the full effect. And they don't understand it. They're not in a position to understand it. And that's why a lot of times I remember this little girl said, "Uh, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. She in elementary school. All right. She took the school to court because she wanted to use the boys' bathroom. But she had girl parts because she wanted to use the boys' bathroom. What happened? The system said she can use the boys' bathroom. I sent in the wrong message mm-hmm. to to our children. They're they not in a position to make that decision, and they need to follow the rules and the regulations set before the parents. And let me back up a minute here. Sometimes the parents don't even know. So. Mm-hmm. That's another thing when when it comes to same-sex marriages. The parents don't need to know. And it says that if you're unmarried and you cannot control yourself, when it comes to sex, you need to go ahead and get married. And this will tell you in 1 Corinthians 7, 8 through 9, it's better to marry than to burn. Amen. Our young folks haven't got that yet. They haven't grasped that yet especially our young ladies. It hurts my heart when I see so many of our young ladies running around here with two or three kids and the father's over there next door with somebody else making two or three more kids. And I know I'm talking about same-sex marriage, but I'm talking about sexuality in in general. Uh, We need to 
put a little bit more tightness and rain on our young ladies. I'm, you know, the young men as well, but more so with the young ladies because it comes down to a point in life where you have to respect yourself. Amen. You have to learn to say, no, I'm not ready. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you got. I don't care how you feel. I don't want to do this. Instead of letting ourselves be brainwashed, and women are easily brainwashed. Amen. No offense now. That's right. And in Genesis 2.18, it says, I, I think I've said this, and the Lord said it's not good for man to be alone. He said, I'll make him a helpmate. Sometimes you have to reiterate things. You have to go over them several several times when you're talking to people because when you say a whole lot, sometimes people forget what you said in the beginning. God intended for us to be in a union with male and female. You know, the world today, I had this stuff written down, but this I'm sure this is not what the Holy Spirit want me to talk about right here because I'm going to go on over some of, them, some of the stuff I'm not even going to even bother with, except let me give you a couple of scriptures, a few scriptures here. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, God called homosexuality offenses among the wicked. See, our society don't even understand wicked. Our society thinks wicked is killing. Our society thinks wicked is raping. Our society thinks wicked is robbing. That's what we consider wicked. Homosexuality is wicked. You know it's more damaging for two men to be together than it is for two women? And you're going to say, how? What's the difference? Because of the position the man has in the role of authority on earth. He sends out a false message to other young men because the man was made first and he's in authority. He's the one who's supposed to be head. They're not always, but he's supposed to be head. But that's why I say it's more damaging when you have two males together than it is for two women. Uh one day I'll get back online, I'll study that out a little bit more, and I'll give you more information on it. I just know that that is one of the things that our society don't um, come against. The church, I heard on the television today, I'm in Florida, down here in Georgia, they're having problems with getting licenses for same-sex marriages. I heard on television that the, even the church, is condoning same-sex marriages. They're performing the services, uh-huh. the ceremony. Uh-huh. They're giving out license. <clears throat> but when you read marriage, it says a union between a man and a woman. I'm waiting for them to change the definition of marriage to a union between two people. Mm. Eventually they're going to do that. Because I know they changed the definition for a word. I still have my dictionary. That dictionary is 1924. I still have the dictionary, and I look at that dictionary, and I look at the dictionary today. They changed the definition of the word to fit society. Not surprised. Ten years from now, they're going to change the definition of marriage to fit society. Totally disregard God's rules, totally disregard God's word, totally disregard God altogether, and Jesus doesn't even exist to them. But man, it's to please the man. 
We need to back up and start really looking at what we're doing. We need to see the reality of what this is. You know, in Russia, they don't condone same-sex marriages. In China, they don't condone same-sex marriages. Only in the United States do they condone same-sex marriages. Mm -hmm. Same-sex marriages is going to kill a generation of people. Because they're not in a position to reproduce. Now, I, I saw one couple say, well, I'm going to have these people to have a baby for me, and I'll raise the baby in my union. <laughs> that child is being, actually, he's being ripped off. Because mm-hmm. he's only getting one point of view. He's either getting a male point of view, or he's getting a female point of view. A family is consists of a mother and a father. Same-sex marriages can't produce a mother and a father. They can Mm -hmm. produce two mothers or two fathers, but they can't give that child everything they need. I really and truly, this is my own opinion now, I don't think they should have children. We have enough problem with our young folks today than to confuse them in a same-sex marriage. Yes. Yes. Is it called what? uh, Hetero, not uh, bisexual? One day you're a man, the next day you're a woman? It's the same thing. It's an abomination before the Lord. Amen. God does not condone things like that. Now, I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm not a long speaker. I don't speak a long time. I say what I got to say, and I get off the line. Do you know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Mm -hmm. And it tells us, do not be deceived. And this world is totally deceived when it comes to same-sex marriages. Because neither the sexual immorality will inherit the kingdom of God. Sex is such a, a big money-making business in the world today. I'm Sometimes I sit and laugh at the television because who needs a half-naked woman to advertise a cereal for a child? <laughs> I mean, if I want to ask for it, I don't need... Uh, uh, a man to walk across the stage with his shirt off, all buffed and say, you know, this is what the aspirin is. Uh-uh, just show me the aspirin. Tell me what the aspirin can do for me, and then I'm interested in the aspirin. Mm-hmm. We exploit human, male and female, are exploited on the big screen, on, on the television, in the music industry. It is really running rapid, and we have lost the morality of being human people with decent thoughts. In the 1920s, some of them old ladies would have fell out on the floor if they saw mm-hmm. things going on today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Our society has changed so much that we've pulled away from the basic Bible teaching. And I'm not saying everybody now, but it's so many out there that does it that has come forward and whatever need to be done, it's on the tele. This is, this is the money-making business. Sex is money. Sexual exploitation yeah. is money. I was reading on the uh, Internet here because I was talking about, well, what in the world were you talking about temple prostitution? Yeah. Temple prostitution is the same thing they do in India. When they have too many girls, they throw them out, or they 
promise them to the temple, so when they get old enough, they go to the live in the temple, and they have sex with any man and every man. They're mm-hmm. never allowed to get married, and they're never allowed to leave, get out of that temple prostitution. And I said to myself, what? I never heard of temple prostitution until now. Um, <clears throat> still the mention of both the male prostitution and the offenses will indicate that all groups of gay men are covered and judged to be unrighteous based on their practice. You notice that when I was reading this here and, and looking up these scriptures and all of this stuff, and they talked more about the man than they did the woman. In my book, they're both equally responsible. Mm-hmm. But they talk more about the man than did the woman. And in Matthew 19, 4 through 6, it reads, Have you read, he replied, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. He didn't say he created them male and male and female and female, and they shall become one flesh. I don't see how a gay marriage is going to survive in society, be an actual uh, uh, entity in society that's going to make it better. I believe that America still is a land of opportunity, still is a great country. But some of the things that we allow in our country really tear us down. Oh, yeah. It puts us in a position where other countries, I think sometimes they laugh at us. They think we're the stupidest people on earth. But everybody want to run to America. Mm-hmm. You take Africans, they want to run to America. Russians, those who want to get out of Russia, they want to run to America. But land of opportunity. It used to be a great land of opportunity. Still is a great land of opportunity. But I think our moral standards have dropped all the way below the ground. Down where it's it's going to take a while. It's going to take a whole generation. It's going to take a whole act of God to change the way our society is going. Mm. And it talks about uh, Old Testament, New Testament. Some people say the Old Testament is no longer there, but believe me, it's still there. The Old yep. Testament is just as much in a force today as the New Testament. The New Testament just made it a better law, a better way of going because it gave us Jesus. So homosexuality is wrong. Yes, it is. And it's clear throughout the Old and New Testament that this standard remains in the eyes of God. As such, gay marriages is also wrong, and is a bastardization of God's intent use of the institution. However, it is important to remember when dealing with issues that God's grace is sufficient to cover all sins. Just because you're a homosexuality, just because you're a homosexual. You're an abomination before God. But if you turn your life around, ask God Mm -hmm. to forgive you. Put the homosexuality wherever it needs to be and start walking according to the the word of God. He will forgive you and you will make it to heaven. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you're going to make it to the third heaven, but you'll make it in the door. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't realize that. And sometimes people think mm-hmm. they can live all kind of lives while they're on the earth. And five minutes before they die, they're going to repent. Well, you might not make it in. God's grace covers all sins. But how can you, for one minute, think you can do everything you want to do all your life, and you have these people who have lived their lives strictly according to the word, and you're going to make it to the same place that they made it to? That means that our father is not fair. and Well, he's not. He's fair in everything he do. Don't get me wrong when I say that. But he is not fair in this here. When you've lived your life according to his words and someone has just lived a hoo-ha life and all of a sudden they're going to say, Father, forgive me, and they're going to make it into heaven and you're going to already be into heaven. And I guess the one thing we have to remember is those people who are sinful all their lives, and homosexuality is part of this, and we're talking about sin, those people who are sinful all of their lives and at the end repent, they're only going to make it right into the first heaven. But those people who have been there and done everything that God told them to do, there's a possibility they'll make it all the way to the third heaven, all the way to up there where God lives. I see, that's the greatest joy that we can all look forward to, making it all the way up to the third heaven where God lives. Not just barely make it in by the skin of our teeth or the heel of our boots. Not live a life here on earth that is uh, against everything God says. We're going to give our lives all these years to Satan, and at the last minute we're going to turn around and turn to God. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I'm saying the joy of making it to the third heaven should be the one dream and desire that every person should have. I'm going to live my life for Jesus. I'm going to walk that straight and narrow path. I'm going to bless everybody that I come across. I'm going to pray daily. I'm going to worship daily. I'm going to do everything that I can do in my human power, gathered by the Holy Spirit, that I may make it into the third heaven. Amen. I'm not going to just be anything and anybody. I'm not going to be let temptation become my whole life. I'm not going to just walk like I don't have no sense or I'm blinded to the facts all around me. When the word is right there, <clears throat> and you have no reason not to have the word in your mouth. You have no reason not to have the word in your heart. You have no reason not to have the word in your eyes. Yes, But we choose our choice, what we make, how we make these choices in our lives. We don't measure out, we don't weigh out the good and the bad. We just jump. I know that for a fact because I've done it so many times, and then I turn around and say, Father, what was I thinking about? What crazy thought came into my head to make me do that? Blinded by the desires. Blinded by Satan. See, you want to get above that. You want to walk higher and higher and higher in God. And lower and lower and lower in self. You want to become, how you say it, God's. Uh, um, puppet, puppet. What God say you do? You know when you got a puppet on a string and that puppet follows everything you you do. Well, you want to be a puppet for God. So when God tells you to do something, you'll be able to do what God tells you to do. Amen. You keep Him 
first and foremost in your life. You cut off the television. You cut off the radio. You cut off the music. And you just soak with him. You just give him all your time. You stop talking. You stop thinking. You let him take total control over who you are. And you just float in what God has you to do. You get into a ram where you are so high in God that you didn't even realize you were there. Mm-hmm. Reality is no more reality. When you're walking that high in God, you 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 just <clears throat> floating with him, soaking with mm-hmm. him, bathing in all that he has for you to give. And you see the angels all around you supporting you. Mm-hmm. Glory, mm-hmm. hallelujah. That's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality is only mm-hmm. a small part of our society's problem. But right now, people are just out there talking about it and talking about it because it's the first thing you hear and the last thing you hear when you go to bed at night. But we need to put homosexuality where it needs to be put at and get a bigger picture of what God wants us to do, a bigger picture of what's going on in the world, a bigger picture of how people are suffering, a bigger picture of how people are in need. And I don't mean you go give them money. I mean you go give them the word of God. You teach them how to come up out of the situation they're in and walk on top of it with the word of God. Mm-hmm. See, so many times we want to help people, we give them things, but we don't give them the word. And the word is what they need, because if you feed them the word, they'll eat for a lifetime. Right. You give them money, they'll eat today. Amen. But God wants you to eat for a lifetime. Just like Amen. when he had those five fish in this three loaves, and he blessed them, and everybody ate, 5,000 men, not counting children and women. He fed them physically, and they kept coming back because that's what they wanted, the physical food. They didn't even consider the spiritual food that he had given them. And that's where we need to be at, getting that spiritual food, living on that spiritual food, walking in that high with Jesus. And let him be in total control. <clears throat> total control. I hear some people say, God's done all he's going to do. I disagree. God has created all he's going to create. The rest of it is going to be us. The man. Men is going to create it, but he's going to inspire us to create it. So God has not done all he's going to do. God is still doing today. Just like he did years ago He's a God that doesn't change He's the same today, tomorrow, and yesterday Glory, hallelujah Walking with God And not with man Living with God Not with man We're on the earth But we're not of this earth That's right Glory, hallelujah Walking with God and not with man Thank you, God. I'm more godly and less selfly. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope you all understand my words. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 I told you all I'm not a long talker. I say what I got to say. And when the Spirit stopped talking to me, I stopped talking. Because Amen. I'm not going to send nobody to hell. Because I think I need to talk a lot longer. If it takes me five minutes to say what God tells me to say, I'll say it in five minutes. If it takes me 30 minutes, I'll say it in 30 minutes. 
But when God stopped talking to me and the Holy Spirit stopped talking to me, I'll stop talking to you. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give it back over to uh, Pastor uh, Albright. Amen. God bless. God bless. Um, um, We thank you for that. Is there anybody on the line tonight that would like to make a comment? Has anything to say? This is Evangelist Williams. I would like to thank the woman of God so much for that message, that wonderful word of God. But I first thank God for instilling in her because this confirmation is the same message that I spoke about Saturday night. Amen. God is moving. He is moving. He, he, and, I, and, and I just want to say thank you, woman of God, because this is confirmation. Mm-hmm. We are speaking the same speech that God has given us. It's confirmation. Something is about to happen. Mm-hmm. About all, not only homosexual, about everything that's out of his will. Mm-hmm. He, he is bringing up courageous boldness, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. He's raising up an army now. Yes. It's not to be afraid to speak his word. So I thank you, Lord of God, for that message tonight. It's confirmation to me. Praise God. Minister Albright. Amen. Amen. Anyone else would like to make a comment? Amen. Amen. I I thank the woman of God on tonight. I thank Pastor Russ for bringing that word because, you know, this is something that our children have gotten in their mind that it's okay to have a girlfriend and I'm a girl. It's okay to have a boyfriend and I'm a boy. You know, it's more acceptable for them to be with the same sex than it is for them to be with the opposite sex. And it's so sad that the enemy has come mm-hmm. in and has begun to just distort their mind. And, and as, as the pastor said earlier, you know, look at TV. Listen to the songs. I mean, it's all around them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just something that we have to just begin to pray and just cover our young people. Not just, the young, I mean, our older people, you know, I work in a doctor's office. And a couple months ago, a young man came in. And if you had not looked at his name on the paper, you would have swore, for goodness, that was a girl. And the doctor came back and said, well, she needs some tests. I turned around and I said, who is she? Where where is she at? And and the young man was sitting out there, and she said, right there. I said, where? So when he came, I called her by name. I said, sir, come on in and sit down. Not one time. He had his hair braided. He had a tank top on like a girl. He had his nails painted like a girl. He acted like a girl, had his eyebrows arched, but I called him sir the whole time he sat in that chair because that's what God created him to be, a man. And when and he looked at me and you could tell he was shameful because when I said, Sir and young man, he dropped his head. So he knew he was wrong. But I was not gonna sit there and condone what the enemy is trying to make for bad. No. Mm-mm. So when he left out the girls I worked with them, like, you were wrong. No, I'm not wrong. That's oh, right no. because Oh, because no. if one of if one of mine 
And I thank God it didn't. But if one of mine would have somehow thought that it was okay to be gay, oh, no, we wouldn't. No, uh uh-uh. I wouldn't hate them. I would love on them. I would hate to sin, but not them. But I wouldn't say, oh, I wouldn't call my daughter Kiana Kevin, no. I wouldn't call my son Kenny Keisha, no. Uh Uh-uh, baby, no. So, you know, we have to just begin to just really love on them and just let them see that it's wrong. Yeah. So, um, Pastor Carpenter, I see you on the line. Would you like to have something to say? You might be on mute. Pastor Carpenter? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I was on mute. That's what uh, I think. Would you? <laughs> I, I wanted to get my word in, too. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, this has been too nice with the evangelists on Saturday. And here mm-hmm. we have we have uh, the pastor, pastor tonight. Mm-hmm. The pastor tonight. And it's a, it's a real trying, trying time for us in the body of Christ. Because one thing we got to think of that, like you said, our young people. And, I mean, when I was in New York and I went to work, I would pass the junior high school and see girls, elementary school, seeing girls holding each other's hand, and they wasn't just girlfriends. They were girlfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And seeing young boys holding hands in elementary school. So, you know, what y'all are talking about is that perverted spirit has really traveled across the country. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is we need to recognize it because uh, I think I was writing to uh, 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 Pastor Albright, my granddaughter went to summer camp, and she just came back and told me how the girls were sleeping with each other. I'm like, wow. You know, so now we got to think about a different summer camp to send her to. And I asked her, what did she do? She said, Granddad, you know, I ain't with that. But then she keeps being put in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she ain't saved. That spirit will overtake her. And next thing I know, she'll be trying to do that. So, you know, we we need this. We need to be able to confront these, these, these issues with same-sex marriages uh, 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 throughout the whole country. I'm in uh, Pensacola, Florida. They legalized it here. Now everybody's running here to get married. You know, the thing about it is that's not what God instituted marriage for. And the whole thing that we got to understand from where the evangelists talk from, from where the pastors talk from, the evangelists talked about the church with the with the gay uh, uh, musicians and gay choir leaders and things like that. And mm-hmm. here tonight, the pastor, she's talking about just us dealing with it in our own family. You know? Mm-hmm. And and I really understand it because I got a bunch of my nieces and nephews that's on Facebook that live in Georgia, and they're gay. They moved from Brooklyn, New York, and went down there where they could be accepted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of my family members have peace with that. Oh, well, you know, that's how they are. Uh-uh. Oh, no. My, my niece told me, she said, Uncle, she said, Uncle Dave, I'm not going to always be like this. I, I know you ain't because I'm praying that God get in there and change. Right. Amen. You know what I'm saying? 
We need to lay. We need to start laying before God for our family members. You know, because the whole thing about it, when we start showing we accept it, then everybody else thinks it's all right too. Amen. Amen. That's true. You know, everybody else thinks it's all right too. And I don't think I'm too much in this time, but it's a lot that we don't confront. My sister let my daughter. Her daughter moved back from Georgia, and her little girlfriend stayed in, in, in a bedroom in her house. Wow. And, you know, I'm like, you're condoning it. It's not, it's not, it's not that you're never going to accept your child for being your child, but, you know what I'm saying, you got to watch out that you don't do things to make them think that it's all right. Because when we ball down tonight and from Saturday night, it's all abomination to God. Again, that's what it is, abomination to God. And we, we just thank you, Pastor, because we need to hear this. And we need to hear more of it because it came out, and now it's what I put on the back burner. But I'm telling you people that's on Facebook, Look at some of them people that be putting up these people singing and dancing and doing their stuff on Facebook. And look, at the, and, and look at the characters of some of them. Them people ain't, ain't straight. That's right. It's true. And y'all be right. And then we get up there, oh, hallelujah to the song. But look who's singing the song. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And we got we to gotta understand, you know, one thing about it. The song is anointed, but the words that's coming out of the person's mouth are not anointed words. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds good, but the lifestyle that they live is, is not is not up to par. So with that, we just enjoy you, Pastor. Anytime we sit, we hear you on the line, we try to run up there and get close to getting some of that wisdom from down there in Florida from you. So we thank you for the words that you shared, and I was truly lifted up. I'm truly excited. And I'm gonna stop because when I'm excited, I can't stop. So let me just let me just turn it back over to Pastor uh, Albright. <laughs> and it was an awesome bird on tonight. I'm much needed bird, and you know, um, we are living in the hour. We are living in the time, and a lot of people don't want to pay attention to not just with not just homosexuality, but pay attention to the season. Yeah. Look at the time. Amen. You know, God is showing us the Bible is fulfilling itself. Look at how people don't even have the love for nobody no more. Look, I, I was just reading how um they had a, I think, 11-year-old girl, I don't know what state she was in, but she took and beat the two-month-old baby to death that her mother was watching so that her friend could get a break. These are the things that we're dealing with. This is the demonic um, things that are roaming the earth now. Yeah, you know, you know they've been Roman, but you know it's it, it's really coming. I, I read today um, somewhere I think in Texas, the seventeen-year-old boy shot his classmate in the face and, and killed them over some kind of something on Instagram and took it posted his dead body all over the the, the um, social media. Wow, these are the things that we're dealing with, and and we as the church. We have to stand. We're going to have to, you know, be bold. God yes. is looking for some bold soldiers. Yes. You know, we, we're going to have to step up in this time. And we're just going to have to stand flat footed and preach the word of God. Yes. That's it. 
you know, we want to preach the word of God. And um, I'm thankful Lord, tonight for Pastor uh, Russ. Uh, for those who don't know, that's my mom. I'm thankful tonight for that she came on and she gave an awesome word. And I always tell her, you know, it, it, you yeah. gave what the Holy Spirit wanted you to give. Mm. And that's what we needed to hear. And that's what he gave you to give us. And we're thankful tonight for that. And we just yeah. need to take it and apply it. And, and we just need to, to come. And like the evangelist said, he is raising up a remnant. There is a remnant in this hour. Yes. Yes. There is a remnant in this hour that he's raising up. Yes. <clears throat> you know, and, and we just have to really begin to seek God and hear his voice. This is a time where it's needed most for praying and seeking God's voice and, and, and listening and, and, and seeking his face in the direction we need to go because that Antichrist spirit is loose, that perverted spirit is loose, a killing spirit is loose, a lustful spirit is loose, and, he, and the devil is grabbing who he can grab. That's right. He's grabbing who he can grab. And, and uh, we're going to get off because, you know, we're trying to keep it under our, you know. But they also had a, a family, a preacher that was just killed, him, his wife, and son. And the oldest son that was going to college killed his mom, dad, and brother. Oh, my God. These are the type of things that are going on. <clears throat> you know, the demonic uh, realm is, I mean, it, it's, it's out there, and it's moving, and a lot of people don't understand. This ain't no physical. I'm not fighting against Sister Watermelon, her her physical. I'm fighting against that spirit, that lustful yes. spirit, that, that, yes. that um, you know, that spirit that's on the inside of her. This is a spiritual warfare. Right. And in order for us to get in that spiritual warfare, we've got to be suited up, baby. Mm-hmm. We can't go in that battlefield naked. Because if we do, the devil going to whip us all over the place. Amen. <laughs> you know, and you can't go on that. And then, you know, another thing, don't think you go on that battlefield by yourself because I need some backup, baby. Okay. Backup. <laughs> you know, I need some true men and women of God that's going to help me. <laughs> Amen. You know, I'm not trying to go out there with no whips when the devil comes and just a little, just a little demon come up. You ever mm-hmm. been somewhere with somebody and you go in the church and you all excited and then by the time you get to church now they got a headache because that little headache demon came up and they don't want to praise the Lord and they're ready to go home? I don't need nobody like that. Oh, no. You know, I need somebody that's going to get out there and when they see Goliath, they're going to pick up that little pebble and throw it and hit him in the forehead and kill him. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't need no, no, no cowards. They're going to stick their tail between their legs and run off. Don't leave me standing out there naked. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we, just, we need some bold soldiers, and we need to put ourselves around people that's on the same mission that we're on. Yeah. Because our job is ours, you know. So, we're just thankful tonight for that message. Can I say one other thing before you get off? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Mom. I mean, yes, uh, two ma'am. Things, two things came to me when the bishop was talking. Uh, one of the things we can look at is, is the demon effect that has been covered by the blood of Jesus, but man has not accepted it. And another thing is man, where they used to be afraid of what God can do, they have no fear of God now. 
No, they don't, because everybody preaches repentance. Yeah, repentance. that man has no fear of God. Mm-hmm. No, nobody preaches hell. Mm-hmm. What is hell? Nobody preaches hell no more. Mm-mm. They preach in prosperity and money. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. But there's a hell. Yeah, they need, the, the, the people need the whole Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I say something? Yes, you get that. I think it's time for us to preach or uh, preach about the fear of God. Oh, I had somebody that had It's not about hell, but it's about fear of God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when God sends a word to you, you need to have fear that you don't separate yourself from it. And we need to let, under, let people understand what that fear is. The fear is the separation. Oh, yeah. As he says in the first chapter of Romans, he says that he gave them over to their own mind, and he gave them unto, unto, um, he gave them unto their own self. And then he put on them a reprobating mind. So, you know, we need to understand that that a reprobate of mind can happen in any situation in our lives. Man, so, you know, we, we, need to, we need to let people understand what is the fear of God. People don't know. It's not just about going to hell, mm. but, yeah. but it's, about, it's about being separated mm-hmm. from them. And when you get a word, you need to take that word in a fearful manner that you don't want to be separated from. So, you know, that's the strong point. And I go back to, uh, I, I agree with the pastor 100%. You know, we we need to take into the mindset that <clears throat> society has accepted it, but why has the church accepted it? You know, uh, uh, there was a pastor just just down here took and told his members of this Sunday before last that he would not and he will put on his book and and um the going on to the um the laws of the church that he will not marry same sex people. Thank you. So. Um, we need to hold off people like that. We need to support them. Any any pastors that 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 have come to that place, we need to be right there behind them. That's right. That's right. And and, and 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 not be and you know because a lot of people talk one mm-hmm. thing in church and then talk another thing outside of church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I love them. I no 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 no. Yeah. How can you how can you love someone? that is not walking in what God naturally made them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I, I wanna pray for them and they be changed, but I don't love them. You know? So, you know, we, we have to be accountable by the words we say out of our mouth about them because they're truly, they're truly warring against what God has established the marriage for in relationships for, mm-hmm. you know, 
and 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 we go back to the beginning. Adam and Eve. He made a man and a woman. He didn't make two men and two and, and later on make two women to be with each other. Right. Amen. So you know that was what God established from the beginning. And if He established that, then we need to walk in that, and we need to love nothing outside of what God has established. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm 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 getting to y'all with that because we 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 you know people say well I don't like what they're doing but I I I have to love them that's right that's right the truth I don't I don't have to love them you know because if they're not gonna make a change then what if they're loving somebody and they ain't gonna make a change. Can I say something well, real quick here before the time runs out? Yeah, go ahead, um, Pastor. Then I'm going to make a comment after you. Okay. God is love. And, and if he can love me when I'm in my dirt and when I'm doing things wrong, when I'm not doing according to his word, why can't you love me the same way? You said you're a part of God and you believe God. I, I believe that you should even love them even though they're wrong because God does. And we're no different from him. Amen. He said love. God is love. Amen. So, I mean, that doesn't mean you love the, the, the spirit or, the, or or what they're doing. You love the person for who God created. Amen. Amen. And I agree with you 100%, Pastor. But I think we need to make that clear to them about what we love. Because when we say love to a person, they may take it in the wrong context. Yeah, you're right. I understand. That's, I got you. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I got you. Not that, I, not that I'm, because one thing is, is God says that love covers much sin. So yeah. God even loved us in our sin. I love them in their sin, <clears throat> but I need to let them know what kind of love I got for them. I got you. You know, I, I, love my, I love my niece. I love her because that's my family. But, but I'm not going to love you in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love you because of who you are to me, and I made that clear to her. But I don't love you according to what you're doing, so I'll never condone what you're doing. So don't don't feel that because that I don't condone it. I don't love you, but I don't love you in what you're doing. And I think we need to, we, we need when we say words like love and stuff, we need to make it perfectly clear to them that they don't take it. Well, Okay, well, I'm I'm this, and my uncle love me anyway. No, I need to I need to I need to verify what kind of love I got for you. We also have agape love. Yes, that's the love that I'm talking about, agape love. Yeah, I mm-hmm. understand unconditional. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, you're not gonna put back on my table. Well, you say you love me, and now. You don't want to come to my wedding. You don't want to be around my friend. What kind of love is that? <laughs> I, I got to break it. Do you see what I'm saying? I got to break yeah. it down for him. Yeah, I love you, but I'm not going to be a part of that because yeah. I don't love that part yeah. of your life that you're in. But right. I love you as my family. I love you as a person, but I don't love, and I'm not going to come and be a part of and condone the love that you think I got for you and say it's all right and what you're doing. And I think that we we have to make we have to make that clear to them on what kind of love we have for. Them. Well, it's, it's true, and and when we make that clear, 
while we're sharing that love of God, that agape love that's in our hearts as brothers and sisters in Christ. Just using myself as an, an, an example, I have a blood sister who was gay for years, and she was the, the, the man in the, in the situation, and, and, I mean, she fought me tooth and nail. But I never put her down. I didn't do the Adam and Steve thing. You know, I didn't do none of that. And I just showed her love, and whenever she needed me, I was there for her. She would invite me to little things that they did. I did not participate in those things because I didn't want her to feel that I condoned her lifestyle. Now, I love her, but I didn't love the sin. I made that clear, and I shared with her in as much love as I could, you know, that's your life, that's your choice. Jesus said, let the wheat and tail grow together, mm-hmm. you know, and he will do the separating. Mm-hmm. Today, thank God, after 30-some-odd years of living a, 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 a lesbian lifestyle, she is saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and she's waiting for a husband. God. That thing touched me so because today she says, Renee, you always showed me love. You didn't put me down. You didn't talk about me. She said, and I wanted to know the God that you know. So we just have to be long-suffering sometimes and still show love, even though we hate to sin like God, but show love. And God is going to He's going he's gonna to really make some difference. Amen. 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 God, well, like, so, well, like I said, we just have to make it personally understand to them mm-hmm. what kind of love it is. Because we say the word love with no explanation, and they, they feel that you love them in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm wanting to talk about my life. I, I don't have nothing. I don't care what anybody thinks. I just got to look to God. Um, just to just to give something. My daughter in her younger days danced danced in a strip club while she was in college, and my family was very upset. They called me, and when I went to go meet my daughter about that, I sat and talked to her, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm that's what you want to do. I can't stop you, but I'll be praying for you. Yeah, I, I don't love it. Okay. But I still love you, but I don't know what you're doing. And um, just don't come to me talking about just my just my woman or just my girlfriend or whatever. Uh, don't bring that to my table. Don't come to me with a with a granddaughter or grandson that you don't know who the father is or the one of the men. And um, at that same time when she did this, that's when that movie came out about. Um, well, I forgot the name of it exactly, but it came out with uh, with that girl uh, Lisa Ray in the uh, um, in the strip club. The but players, I had to, players club. Yeah, the players club. And I, I had to really tell her to turn around. And I want you to go look at that movie because mm-hmm. one thing about it, I wanted her to understand that you were a mixture of a bunch of different spirits every night. Oh yeah. And and it's not that none of them won't take a hold of you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I won't love you, even in the midst of them spirits, but I won't condone them. 
you know, so I I I I I, I just wanted to share that because we have to let them know where yeah. where. So we have to let them know where yeah. that love where that love stands, you know, and where is that? And I I just believe that's in all parts of life. That God says, love your neighbor, you love yourself. We need to let our neighbor know where that love is. Amen. You know, whatever we do, we need to break down love to somebody because all love that we have is not the same for everybody. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and we, we just need to let them know because then they won't be saying, oh, my aunt's a pastor. She loved me even though I'm this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You're not going to say that. You're going to tell somebody how I love you. You know, and I I don't know the Lord wanted me to just make that click, you know, share that with y'all and bring it to a better understanding about even his love. Even his love. Because God loved all of us. But and one thing that, that that I understand in Romans the first chapter, that even though in the love that he had with him, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. Mm. That means they, he he gave them on unto their own desires, and yet he gave them on a reprobate mind where he separated himself from them. And if God separates himself from you, how much you, there's no love there between you and God no more. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me. <laughs> I'm done. Amen. And I know God says that I'm married to the backslider. But I think the backslider is a whole different than him turning you over to a reprobated mind. And you know, well, you know, when we talk about, and we're going to get a gaffe, but when we talk about a reprobated mind, you know, for someone who may listen to this call later or even someone who may be listening to it. It's not just about homosexuality. You know, if if you desire to be an alcoholic and just want to drink, 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 then God will turn you over to a reprobated man. He'll let you have the desire. If you want to do drugs, you want to be uh, a runaround fornicating, adultery, he'll let you have it. If that's your desire, he'll let you have it. Yeah. And, 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 And it's so true because this is how real I am. It's just like where my shortcomings are, whatever they may be. You know, I got a word today telling me that it had to stop. God said stop. And that's, I believe that God gives us all a warning before he moves you into that place. There's that possibility you step into that reprobated mind. I believe that he gives you that opportunity to say, you know what, God has come and said, stop doing what you're doing. Whatever it is, stop doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's where we get into knowing the, kind of having the fear of God because now, I mean, for me, getting that word, I got to change a lot of things and I got to stop letting me become victim to my shortcomings because they may take me into a place that I may not return. Mm-hmm. And that's for and, all of us. And, yeah. but, but I'm to yeah. say that. That's for all of us. It's not just for me. But I'm, too, I'm what I'm trying to say is that that's where the fear is, and we must be conscientious of that fear. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what I'm saying? How much do we fear God? 
Do we fear God enough that, that we want to lose relationship with him? You know, and the Bible, it talks about uh, uh, Jacob and his brother Esau, and he said there was no repentance for Esau to come back, to, you know, to what he once had. And the Bible says that he loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. And when we look at that, well, why did he hate Esau? He hated Esau, and, and there was no repentance to Esau to come back or change because he gave up his birthright. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he lost something that God gave him, and he can't return and get it back. And that just makes me think about, you know, losing our relationship with God, that reprobate of mind is a factor that we won't get it back. That's it. You're gone. Reprobate of mind. He ain't changing that. He gave you. He gave that to you. And whether you are alcohol, what you drink a lot or whatever, he'll turn you over to your own desires and let you go on and do what you want to do and put you in a, rep- in a state of reprobated mind. You know, so I just wanted to share that. You know what I'm saying? And I just ask all y'all on the line, keep me in prayer that... That you know what I'm going through, because see, I don't, I, I'm not one of those people in the body of Christ that's so scared to tell people what I'm going through. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I gotta, and I got told today I gotta be mindful of who I ask to pray for me. But I know one thing: the people that I know on this line, yeah. um, that I know y'all. It ain't like I don't know y'all, and you know, I know I can ask y'all just to pray for me. Amen. You know, but I am, you know, you have to take, when you get words of prophecy and things, you have to take full acknowledge of them things. <clears throat> you know, it's just like with my nieces and, and nephews and them, they used to put all that stuff on, on my page, and I I had to write them all. Please, don't be writing to your little lover on my page. <laughs> and when I see it, and when I see it, you know how Facebook is. You can delete it. I delete it all. Uncle Dave, why you take my pictures off? Why you do that? Uh uh-uh. uh. You're not having that mess up on my page. That's it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You and your girl kissing and all. Uh uh-uh. uh. You and your boyfriend kissing. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not on my page. Not on my post. Not on my Uh uh. Uh uh. Because if I let y'all put those pictures up there, then, you, then I'm saying I condone what y'all doing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all right. And it's not yes. that I took them down because I don't love y'all. I love y'all, but I don't love you that. I don't love you that. I don't love you that far that I'm gonna let you just do what you want and put up on my page. Amen. <laughs> and, and y'all know that y'all Facebook people know some of the stuff y'all see on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, they know. And I and I I put up there a pastor and her girlfriend is the assistant pastor and they married two women that are married. Uh, and had they post up on Facebook down in Florida somewhere. And I'm like, what? Uh-uh, you won't put this on my page. God don't, God don't condone two same sex marriages, and then y'all got people under a ministry that's following y'all? That's right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, and these are the things that we got to be mindful of, that we have people in leadership 
that are, that, that, that are, are walking the same sex marriages, yeah. and people and people are following them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Again. And, and 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 we we need to be able to be those that expose these people. Yeah. And be able to say, you know what, this ain't right. I don't care if they're a pastor, bishop, whatever. You you living with another woman or you living with another man, uh-uh, that ain't of God. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to be sitting in the background, and I, I believe that's what the pastor put it out here for. We don't need to be sitting in the background just being in secret and talking about it, but we need to speak out loud and say, uh-uh, this is not acceptable by God, so it sure ain't acceptable by me. Amen. Amen. You know, right. yes. and I think that that was just something to share right there about leadership because some of y'all know some some people in leadership. Some of them do it on the down low, but y'all still know about it. You know what I'm saying? And we need we need to expose them. People don't want to expose people. Oh, it's the Lord that exposes. Yeah, He, the Lord exposes them through you when He gives you the, when you discern that that's what's going on, and then you become the vessel of exposing, of exposing something. Amen. 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 Well, we thank everyone on tonight for your comments. Uh, Pastor Russ, would you have any closing remarks or comments you'd like to make? Uh, actually, no, I just, it was nice to be here, and I appreciate all the comments, and uh, I did get some information tonight. Amen, amen, thank you. Thank you. Uh, amen. Evangelist uh, Williams, is you still on the line? Um, all the comments were great, Reverend Carpenter. Um, I'm going to tonight, and it's all right. Um... The word is true. Um, it was a person that said that something. Sometimes you can damage people. No, but but God's words do not damage people. He convicts us. Mm-hmm. And in, in the long run, when we are convicted, we learn fr- we learn from it and do better. When we know better, we do better by God's word. So therefore, like Reverend Carpenter said, people have to be exposed, even through our thoughts and deeds. We have to be exposed too, because if we haven't thought about homosexual or other sin, and we sin too, because God, God will not measure sin. Jesus is not going to measure sin. Sin is sin. Mm-hmm. But we still, He said, love the person, hate the sin. Amen. Um, I will not back down to God's word. It's in, in it's in the Bible, and I will not add to or change God's word. His word is in the Bible. Is homosexual. Is a domination to him, and that's good. And I'm not going to change it. And I'm for, for anybody. I'm going to allow the company said anything, not only homosexual, anything unclean on my post in the Bible room or either on my main post, I would not allow it. That's why I, I love the um, delete button and the block button. Um, Thank you for the first woman of God tonight, Reverend Copper and Reverend Popright. And then, um, is that elder Renee that I hear? Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we call and give you a chance? 
Yes, ma'am. Just briefly, I thank God for the woman of God and uh, for you all comments because I'm just hearing things and and it's just awesome to know that there are still those of us who are holding up the bloodstained banner where this is this particular issue in the church is. You know, a lot of people feel like live and let live and stuff like that. And truth be told, anything that does not yield increase cannot be of God because he gave us everything in seed form. It must grow and it must bear fruit. Homosexual love will never bear fruit. And God is so good that he teaches us that. And, yeah, um, in certain states, especially in the state I live in, I live in Florida, um, they've now gotten to the place where if certain uh, ministries or the pastors or whomever in authority won't marry same sexes, they're jailing people. And it's to the point doing things like that, and I, I just, in my personal opinion, um, just make myself blue if you can, because I'm not marrying anybody okay. if this, that's not God's will. And and we just got to pray, continue to show love, and, and you know, I, I, I tell you, this was awesome. And another area that I'm praying, just want to throw it out there while I'm talking, um, is when we have people in the church, like, you know, bishop so-and-so or apostle so-and-so, he's really gay, and then he has this woman that he's hurting every day that he's married to just for show. That is a real big issue in, in the church, and it's really something that, that we need to be an advocate against as well. I mean, if you go gay, be gay. If you came out the closet, came, come on out. Why are you hurting this woman in the name of saving your face when you know you are who you are? So we just believe God to, to, to do some mighty things, and we can continue to pray, you know. And thank you so much again, Sister and Pastor Albright and, and, and uh, Evangelist Williams and Reverend Carpenter. This, this is awesome. And I thank God for each and every yeah. one of you. We love you much. Thank you. Uh, Pastor yeah. Russ, would you like to close with that prayer? Uh, can I say something before you all leave? Oh, sure. Go ahead, Pastor. I want to say this. Uh, I was telling uh, Elder Brooks about it a while back. That God sent me to a church all the way up in Harlem one night, one day. And when I got, and when I got there, um, it was my first time ever going there with some friends of mine. But when I got there, the pastor, as soon as I met him, I knew he was gay. He was an older gentleman. And then what I seen was what God let me see and then brought me an understanding that the sister pastor was married. And while I was sitting there, his wife, she was a pastor. I mean, the sister pastor, she was a minister too. And the whole time she was trying to come on to me. And my friend, the bishop, was telling me, she liked you, she liked you. But the thing was, her husband was gay, and he was an assistant pastor. And then I watched the rest of the church. A deacon was getting ready to marry a woman, but he was gay, and the woman was getting ready to marry him because he was giving that money out. Mm-hmm. And when I looked outside, all these women that were married to these men in leadership were driving Mercedes-Benz of their own and different kinds of Lincolns and BMWs. And I was saying, wow. And then God brought, brought it to my attention. 
these men, these women are marrying these men, knowing what they are, but turn around and 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 being the cult, you know, being the outside looking that they ha- that they are married couples, but these women are living the lifestyle they want to live outside the marriage. <laughs> and I, I just thought I wanted to share that share that with y'all because we have so many people that are, are are married to gay people, whether male or female, and they still live the lifestyle in the church. Or what they want to live because that pe- that person is married to them for, for financial reasons only. This is the shit. So you know it shows you how strong this subject is. And, and again, I just want to thank the pastor and evangelist Easter for bringing it up on Saturday, and he'll be back on it on a Tuesday night. So I I, I really thank him. And then, Pastor uh, Russ, would you like to go ahead and close us out? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Would you like to go ahead and pray us out? No, you go ahead and do that. Oh, oh, okay. Father, we just come tonight, Lord, to say thank you, God. Oh, God, we come tonight, Father God, thanking you for the word, Father God. Thank you for understanding, God. And as we go forth on this night, God, then we will begin to display Christ in us, God, that we will begin to be stronger and we begin to be more bold in you, Father God, that when we come upon these situations, God, that we can rebuke the demon, the spirit that's on the inside of them, God. Oh, God, we thank you on tonight, Father God, just for a few of your faithful servants that gathered together tonight, God. Oh, we glorify your name, God. We exalt your name and we magnify you tonight, God. Oh, God, as we go forth on our different ways tonight, God, that you be a fence around each and every one that's on the line tonight, Father God. Oh, God, help us to walk more like you, Father God. Help us to talk more like you, Father God. Oh, God, even when we fall, Father God, oh, God, that we will brush ourselves off, Father God, and get back up and ask you to forgive us, God, that we may continue to press towards the mark of the high calling, God, that we may continue to be on this journey, Father God, that you will strengthen us, Father God. Oh, Lord, we thank you tonight, God, and I pray for each and every one on the line, God, that you will bless them abundantly, God. God, whatever issues that's going on in their life, Father God, oh, God, that you begin to work it out for them, Father God, that you will begin to just remove some things has been hindering them, Father God, that you will begin to draw them closer to you, God, that you will begin to heal sickness in their body, God. You will guard their minds, Father God, and we thank you, God, and we bless your name, God. And, Lord, we love you. If there's anybody on the line tonight that's listening, God, oh, God, if they even have experienced a homosexual relationship or anything, God, they, they will understand that if they come unto you, God, you say, all that are heavy laden, come unto you. All that are burdened, come unto you, God. Yeah. Oh, let them come unto you tonight, Father God that they may see you, Father God, and they may repent and that you will forgive them, God, and that they will begin to do your will, God. And, Lord, let them understand, God, that only you can save, God, only you can deliver, God, and that there's your son, Jesus, it's the blood that keeps them covered. But, God, we thank you tonight, God, and we bless your holy name. Over here, over here. And we thank you, and we bless you. Oh, we thank you, God, you're worthy, and we pray in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, no, it looks like this. Amen. Pastor, we can hear you. We can hear you, Pastor. But we thank you tonight, and we just bless your name, God. And may all on the line tonight have a blessed night, and I pray that you all would just continue to grow in Christ and that your territory be increased. And we thank you here at um, House of Refuge Ministries. I thank everyone for coming out tonight. God bless you. 
Love you much. Love you. Right. God bless. God bless. A uh, uh, knife, a uh, uh, No, he's using
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.